Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is part two, best of man baggage. We're calling it bulging baggage because my mental age is 12. And we all know I'm thinking of a scrotum when I say it. My missus, for example, she's very self-aware. Like when we go out to like, I don't know, maybe a dinner, if I ask for too much, she's like, you've made the wait of going back and forth from the table like four times just because you you want more salt and pepper and mayonnaise with your chips. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> all right, calm it down. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be having that much salt anyway. They're all the things I ask for when my chips come up, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just want a little bit more mayonnaise. Is that hard to ask for? But, but again, it's just that aw- awareness in just a little scenario like that that shows that women are more, again, aware when 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 maybe they're doing too much or when we are doing too much and we need to be reined in a little bit. So I hope that kind of answers your question. Yeah, big think, time, yeah, comprehensively. Linz, you know the expression, know thyself. What does that mean to you, Linz? So we've had interesting conversations recently about perception, haven't we, Ross? Like when yeah. someone says like, like I had a friend of mine that said to me that, I'm not open with my relationship. Like I never bitch about Ross and, and I'm I'm very close. I'm a very closed book. So that was shocking to me that a best friend of mine thought that I'm a closed book when I've got verbal diarrhea and I, I tell everybody how I'm feeling, all my emotions. So I don't know. I think you would probably say that I'm not. Yeah, but that's just because you don't have anything to complain about because I'm making you laugh, I'm spraying dollar and I'm, and you're sexually satisfied at all times. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, it, but it's just interesting, isn't it, that... Well, I, I know, I, but but I'm not I'm not bothered what people think because I know, like my mom's a bit like, oh, you know, you can't do that. You got to be careful because you don't want. Like I've been doing little clips about building because I'm I'm doing property and so I'm I've made a lot of expensive mistakes recently with builders or architects and plumbers and and electricians. So I'm doing like little videos of like, oh, this is maybe like a few tips like not what like what not to do. And my mom's like, you got to be careful. Like you might piss people off. And I'm like. But I'm not I'm not bitching or tagging the people that fucked up. Like I'm I'm just going, listen, when you come to do this, just make sure you you know, here's a tip. Sorry to interrupt, Lindsay, just to keeping you on topic. Are you saying then that some people can be too self aware? So say like you're saying your mum wouldn't do something like that because she's worried about what people yeah. think. Do you think self awareness can tip over into being inhibited because you're so self aware you can't express yourself? Yeah. And I just think, well, I'm a good person, that's all that matters. I'm not bothered about what people think. 
Do you think men are slightly quicker to get there with loyalty as well? I'm talking about earning. It's this phrase, you've got to earn my loyalty. Whereas I, I've been out countless time with blokes. And by the fourth pint, I'm like, it might not last, yeah, but just, I'm the just... best mates of that guy. But sometimes it does turn into a friendship. It can turn quite quickly. And I, and I tend to be quite sort of, will honour that a bit and not want to slate someone that I was hanging out with. Yeah, to be fair, I, I'm, I'm very similar. Like, I'll trust someone until they give me a reason not to. But with some people, it depends on your personality, I think, because some people, like, don't trust anyone and it'll take them two years to trust someone or have a bit of loyalty with them. But, for, for example, like me and you, I don't see a reason not to trust someone and not be loyal to someone unless they've done something. Yeah. So it's kind of giving someone the benefit of a doubt, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I Callum, mean. I'm the exact same. And and so I, going back to your question, Russ, I don't think it's male. I don't think it's, like, either or. I think, like, my best friend we're quite opposite with that like I like my mum will say to me god Lindsay like you do trust people far too quickly and I'm and I go with feelings like if I get a nice warm feeling from someone and they I'll trust them until they give me a reason not to trust yeah. them but my best friend's like oh I no 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 like I'm the opposite like you've got to make me trust you I've got you've got to earn my trust basically mm. but that and that then then there's a third group of people who start from a position of distrust don't know you don't know what your motivations are so neutrality is fine I'm, I'm going to be civil with you, but you can earn my loyalty. But there's plenty of people that start from a negative viewpoint. He looks like a pedo. He looks like yeah. a thief. <laughs> what, what's her motive? You know, people that seem to have that negative, yeah. those negative specs on. So they, they start from yeah. a distrust point of view. I was going to say, I think it holds people back because they're, they're worried about something that might not be even be on the radar. And then by them focusing on that, they're missing out on other things that they could be experiencing or doing or learning. It depends on your mindset, doesn't it, and how you how you think and stuff. I think because I'd, I'd never look at someone straight away if they're speaking to me for like, why, what, <laughs> what the fuck's he doing? Like you freaking me out. I, I just just like I don't know. It's been normal, do you know what I mean? And you go from there. Yeah. Like, sometimes people are too quick to judge. I think. What about people that we all know? People like this. People that are too loyal and end up getting hurt or damaged or getting taken advantage of. I put my hands up. I reckon I've been in that situation multiple times. I mean, we had a business situation where I was too loyal, way past where I should have been and I was being rinsed. But I've had it before in relationships, in my most serious previous relationship, way past. It was obviously not going to work. Yeah. The, girl, the girl was obviously, head wasn't in the right place. You know, I've got no bad feelings about it, but, you know, I was a bit of a mug for hanging around, basically. And I don't, I don't know what that is. Is it? I don't think you could call that a nice person. If you're hanging around to the point where you're being damaged, you're just it's, learning. It's growing up. It's a part of growing up and learning up, life. Lynch, I should have fucking learned that by now. How much more puberty do I? <laughs> no, no, but, no, but you went through that process. You learned from it, and you've never made that mistake again. So you, you have to go through those processes. Yeah. It's like coming back from bad relationships. I would never change anything about any of them because I learned so much about what I didn't want moving forward in my next relationship. And if I hadn't experienced that, I probably wouldn't be here now. But what's curious is men seem to be more affected by sporting losses than women, and yet men are more drawn to follow it. In fact, um, female versus male sports fans, a survey conducted really recently, May 2022, 39% of male respondents stated they were avid sport fans. Meanwhile, this figure was just 12% amongst females. So we are getting maybe a high, as well as the lows, 
we maybe are getting a high. Now, that's a controversial thing to say, but this has also been tested. People in 2020s hate experiments like this, can't bear uh, experiments that yield actual concrete results you can't deny. But here we go, Twitter. So what they did was they took two, these were players rather than fans, two basketball teams. So there was a female match and a male match, so four teams in total. And they were tested people before and after the match to see their hormonal levels. Now, the female losers were as depressed and fucked off as the male losers psychologically and when interviewed but when tested hormonally the men had a chemical change wow their testosterone dipped so that feeling of whether you're watching your favorite f1 team lose or your favorite rugby league team it seems to be irrelevant or your favorite golfer lose yeah that low energy don't even want to drink my pint after the match is not just psychologically it appears to be at least a tendency towards in men more, more likely that we'll have a testosterone low a lack of energy, a mild depression mm-hmm. that lasts the afternoon. Wow. I wonder if, if you've ever experienced that. Yeah, a million percent. Because there's been games where I go to the Emirates to watch Arsenal and we'll go and win. And then the first thing I want to do is say to everyone, let's fucking go out. Like, let's have a drink here and let's hit the town. Like, let's have it. But if we lose, like, before the game's even over, I'm looking whether I can get an Uber. Like, you know, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. So I've a million percent been there. Mm. Yeah, again, I don't, I don't feel any of these emotions when I come to a football match with you. <laughs> what, about when you, you. What about watching Formula One though? Do you not have like? Do you follow the teams? Do you ever do that? Yeah, a big, big Ferrari fan, and they again haven't had the greatest seat. Why is it? It's always to do with red, isn't it? All these red teams just aren't doing very well across the board. But no, you do feel like uh, it's they're they're almost like your family in a way. So when they're not doing well, you get you do get a bit depressed, a bit sad, don't you? Mm. Like the Labour Party, these fucking reds, they just can't win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We find a lot of time on, on man baggage that it's not whether more, men are more like it or women are more like it, but traits are seen as more masculine or feminine. And as men or women or anyone in between can have them, but they're viewed by society rightly or wrongly. And you could argue that becoming more zen and becoming more self-aware and insight into yourself has traditionally been quite a feminine thing to be. You went back 20 years or 30 years to our dad's generations and was like, I'm, I'm going to try and work on my self-awareness. You know, questions will be asked in the pub. Yeah, that's definitely changed now. Yeah, and you even find yourself in a in a predicament where, like, growing up, for example, I'm a South London kid, right? And in my area, again, masculinity is the thing, right? You got to walk around with your chest high. When shit is on your head, just keep it to yourself because, as men, we're not. It's like we're not programmed to speak to each other about our emotions, right? Like, that seems like a thing that, you know, growing up, my mum and dad, they were both in the house. But if I had an issue, I would go to my mum. And that was yeah. just like, like the instant reaction was to just go to mum. Anything to do with, like, emotions, I'll, I'll go to my mum. Anything to do with, like, oh, I had this issue at school with a guy that, for example, pushed me when I was in school. You know what I'm saying? I'd go to my dad and my dad would tell me, like, oh, you fight back and... It's always been like that growing up for me. You know, it's always been a thing where you just keep your emotions to yourself and you just don't embrace it amongst your friends. Kenny, have you you got a kid? No, I don't. So if you were to have one, do you think that you would repeat that? Or would you want your boy or girl to come to you if they had an emotional dilemma? Or would you be like, go to your mum? No, 1,000%. I'd want to be there through every emotion or any issue you go through. Because I think 
the issue that I've had growing up with that is I look at one parent for these sets of problems and another parent for these sets of problems. What happens is we're now not in unison as a family, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, it just, it kind of just jumbles up the way I even used to think as a kid, right? And I don't think that's the best thing to do. Certain issues should be raised and addressed as a family, right? Because there might be, for example, I don't know, maybe there could be an issue that I would have thought that my mum could handle, but low-key, my dad could also handle that, and I wouldn't have known because I just would have made the assumption that, oh, it's emotion, it's a, it's something to do with my relationship life or my love life. I've got to go to my mum because she's more empathetic, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think that's just the worst way to look at things. And I think times have changed because, again, I'm, I've come from like a first-generation family in, in a sense that my parents are migrated from West Africa and back home in Africa, everything's all tough. It's all like, again, masculinity is, is just preached from day one. Like, you've yeah. got to get up, the men must work, bring the food and the bread back home to the table, and the woman will just be in the kitchen and do, you know what I'm saying? It's just very old fashioned, right? Yeah. And now being that first generation kid in the UK, coming up off that, it didn't work for me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And what about work? About loyalty in the workplace and sort of backing each other in teams and stuff like that. I wonder what your experience of that is and if you think men do that better than women. It depends. Because uh, when obviously I went into the scaffold, we used to work in groups. We could work into groups of 20 at the time and some obviously got on with. Some of them were a bit snaky and it's, I don't know, it's kind of just learning to just work around it, I think. And just kind of not just involve yourself in it. It's like, if you want to be a snake, then see where you are. Do you know what I mean? Just crack on. What do you think, Lynn? Do you think sometimes in workplaces, women are forced to like forge artificial loyalties because 
let's face it, women are paid less, they get less opportunities, they get less progression. So you get this, oh, girls have to stick together and back each other at work. And you're like, I can't stand the fucking bitch, but we've got to back each other because we're the only two girls in the office. I had this when I was working for an events company and I'd come in and all these girls had been working together for years and I came in and try, really tried hard to fit in. And they were just really nasty and horrible and I just won't put up with shit. So I'd just be like, have you got an issue with me? Like, what's your issue? What What's your problem? And, you know, they sort of fall back and... I left eventually because I just thought, I don't hate the job anyway. And they're all dickheads. They're all bitches. I don't want to be in an environment that doesn't suit me. Like, I, I, you know, like if, be, if, if I'm unhappy in that environment, why would I stay? The money's just not worth it to me. That is another trend of younger generations, though. You talk about your dads and our granddads and our grandma's generation, but they would be loyal to a job itself. So say our grandparents were worked in a post office, they were postmasters, they'd be loyal to the idea of being a postmaster or loyal to the idea of being a nurse. Well, that's what I do. If they want to do that job, if, they, if, that, if it's a job that they really want to do, then yeah, absolutely, like now. I, I think that's slightly different. I think wanting to do it and feeling an emotional loyalty to the idea of a job are different things. Yeah, but I can see it as a nurse because you, you it, like your job's bigger than you. Like you're helping so many people, whereas I was just helping to like transport and organise cargo. But it's across the board. I mean, we're we're in the middle of what's called the Great Resignation, where millennials are just quitting their job. They have that same philosophy, Lindsay. Well, I don't like it. I'm not being paid right. It doesn't please me. So why should I stay in it? My life's about me and, and finding what I want to do. Whereas yeah. our grandparents will go, well, you've trained to work in a pet yeah. shop. You own a pet shop. Yeah. It might be miserable, but you have to be loyal to the decision you've made and stick with it. It's a cultural shift. But why? Shift, Life's too short. Yeah, but it, but also I think now we learn that life's too short to be unhappy. Why on earth would we want to carry on living and be at living or being in a relationship, being in a friendship group? If you can change something that will make you happier, why would you not change well, because, it? Well, because, is it right, Callum, to always put happiness above productivity. We now live in a culture of my happiness. Am I smiling? No. Okay. I fuck my job off and go traveling. Yeah. Is that always the right thing? Maybe we should be a bit more miserable for a bit longer and push through now and again. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. Cause I feel like happiness comes above everything for me personally. Yeah. I feel like if you're happy with it and you're surrounded by like bitches or whatever, but if you if you're happy, you're happy, aren't you? It's hard to shy away from something when you're that happy. I'm wondering whether um, there are sports where we separate men and women where it's not necessary. I've never understood certain sports like golf, for example. I mean, I'm not like putting golfers down or anything. Come on. You don't exactly yeah. need like guns like North Korea's fucking weapons factory to hit Well, this is the same issue with, with motorsports. Yeah, we, we have the same chat with Formula One. Like, realistically, there's absolutely no reason why a girl can't drive a car better than a guy. Yeah, yeah. Because one of the male drivers could park it for her at the end of the race. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm the driver of the two of me and Ross. Like, Ross, I, I drive and park Ross all the Lindsay, time. Lindsay, are you going to let me get away with that, Liz? I'm the worst parker. <laughs> Come on, bite. That's what, that's what, I mean, he can't, he can't drive for shit. Do you know, do you know when I was... So I, I had to have a planned um, C-section because a little girl didn't turn in, in the tummy, so I had to go. And I drove myself to the hospital and parked the car because I, he just couldn't do it. He's like... No, it was worse than that, Linz. I did some of the drive, but then I had to get out and Lindsay had to parallel park just before she was about yeah. to have a C-section. <laughs> he, he was just like, I can't do it, I can't do it. So I had to get out and park. It's just so shit, parking. I, I have to say that, otherwise I'll be cancelled for the joke that went before it. <laughs> but 
Do you think there's more pressure for females to be more exceptional when they do sport than men? Like, if, if you've got uh, four sons and they're all a bit shit at football, you carry on taking them because that's what boys do. But if you've got four daughters and you're taking them to football, the first thing the other parent is going to ask you, are they really good, are they? How come you go in every week before as though it's somehow different, like women have to be extra good at it? I think from a girl's perspective, maybe they'd want to prove to themselves and everyone else that they're just as good as the guys. Yeah. Maybe there wouldn't be as much as much pressure on them from other people, but maybe from themselves, you know? Do you know what my dad said? Um, you know, when the Lionesses were playing, is that, I don't, I haven't yeah. really been watching the news. We, we watched the game. My dad had it on at our house and we did watch it just to like support. And I actually got really into it. But my dad was like, I really enjoy watching the girls because they just get on with it. He said, whereas the men just fall at any opportunity. Like you, you, you graze them, they graze the shoulder and then they're down and they're like, oh, oh I'm in pain. Whereas the women just get straight up. So he said there's less, like, pretending with the women. They just get back up and crack on. It's just the female pain threshold, isn't it? They'd be, like, hopping around with one stump, squirting blood, a a C-section scar, and then header a ball in. (laughs) My moment for me of self-awareness, you know that saying, never meet your heroes, right? Yeah. So there's a DJ that I used to look up to, and... I used to just think that this guy was, that he was amazing. That it, I just, I would listen to him on the radio all the time as a kid. And I said, one day I'm, I want to achieve the things that this man has achieved, right? And then I met him for the first time and he was just oh, a yeah. prick to me. Like, you know what oh. I mean? It was just like, it was a thing where I just wanted, I tried to give him mix, my mixtapes, I tried to, you know what I mean? I tried my best to kind of just, just get even a moment. And, and sometimes it's hard. I'm sure you can relate to this, Russell. There might be a young up-and-coming comedian. You wish mm. you could be able to talk to all of them, right? It's probably similar to how there's thousands of rappers that want to be able to send me their freestyles or, or music and mixtapes. Yep. There's probably so many comedians that want to reach out to you and be able to rub shoulders with you. You yep. can't say yes to everyone. But this, for me, really made me think, I've got to stay grounded at all times. Yeah. So you got your lesson from a third party. Rather than making the mistake yourself, you got to talk to you by Kill Bill style with a around the face. Exactly. We were just booked at the same show. I reached out for a handshake and he's like, he just nodded his head. And then he's like, he kind of left me hanging. And it's like, okay, now I know where, where that saying comes from, never meet your heroes. And that made me realise, all right, cool. What he just done to me, I will never do to an up-and-coming DJ. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Even if I don't have the time to stop and talk, sometimes a little handshake, just a handshake or a little a nudge, that can go far in that person's life and think, oh, well, he was in a rush, but at least he stopped. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that was my like, self-awareness moment that made me think, all right, cool. Kenny, stay grounded at all times. Even if you're, you're running at 100 miles per hour, just stay grounded enough to at least be able to say at least them hello someone because that hello might change their day so that was my moment well that's the end of man baggage best of the bulging baggage is emptied there's loads of new episodes coming up keep tuned
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.